I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is, uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody, and she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get, uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So you get on the waiting list, and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's AmazingFreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group. AmazingFreedom.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about in that, uh, what I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there and uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number four e-commerce, solutions4ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. That's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why, and here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is, and it's or destroy, and it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen help me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically the listing goes live, and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough. Solutions for ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Use my code you save $50 a month every single month, and it's a great service. Plus, you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her because I see it. And I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And, you know, I highly recommend her.
Next up is Seller Labs and Scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up and it's similar to this product, and that's, that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff. And that's what the, the most powerful thing in the world is, to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you want to you wanna take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's, it's fair uh, to see. And so, therefore, you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what scope does for me sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50 on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it and say, Oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. Can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day I bought another domain. Yes. I bought another domain. It's almost like, uh, I'm admitting guilt, but it's because I had an idea and it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to try godaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy. By the way, I recommend that too. By that, you know, it's not that much money, but when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter, and it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that, but that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope, try this version or try this extension, and then boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away, and they're right, you know, and so try GoDaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to somebody the other day? And they were like, oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So save 30%. It's trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there. But you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business. And it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts. Pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, Grasshopper is a great tool. It's an app you put on your existing phone and boom, you now have a customer service department. You now have a sales department. You now have a manufacturing division. You could forward it to somebody else. You can have it go to different voicemails, different departments, and it's all included. So try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 296, Carrie Lip. Yes, Carrie Lip, brother of Mitchell Lip, aka Harvey Specter Mitchell Lip. Um, Carrie is Mitchell's younger brother, and um, Carrie's got a story of his own, and it's a pretty neat story. Um, I like, I like the fact that this is a family, and it wasn't like they weren't close. But they were 
apart, a couple hours apart, normal family stuff, right? People grow apart, they each take jobs, and they move on and with their lives. And tend to be brought together because of their e-commerce business. And now it's in their blood, both of them. Um, it's funny, when Mitchell talks about Carrie, I mean, it's his partner, no doubt in my mind. When Carrie talks about Mitchell, it's his partner. It's not a boss. It's not a his brother. It's they like it complement each other so well. And it's just so cool to see that. Now, a couple things, you know, I mean, uh, Carrie says sometimes it's great. They get along so well because he's on the road so much, you know, so that does make sense, right? Sometimes you can be together too much and he can just get out and do his thing. But secretly, he likes to uh, please his brother. And when he hits the numbers, boom, check. He's pleased his brother and his brother, you know, has a little sway in his step because he knows his other brother is helping him. I mean, to me, that's that's the, the relationship you want. How do you find those type of people that's not blood-related? We get into some of that. There are some clues, and there are some things that, you know, uh, we do get to, and I don't want to miss this, um, looking for somebody who's been working at a place for a long time, who knows that there's really no place for them to go, who works abnormal hours, used to work in nights and weekends, kind of one of those whatever-it-takes type of job. If you could take them out of that environment and give them security, but in a place where that sometimes it's feast or famine. We're going to have to work 12 hours today. We're going to have to go, and yeah, it's unreasonable. But then the downtime is just as unreasonable, and you get to kind of set your own things. Kerry talks about the things that are important to him, um, and I think these are all clues that you could be looking for if you're looking to find that person, because I think most of us are trying to find that person that you can have the trust that Harvey and Mitchell have. And I just, it's such a cool story to hear, um, and it's neat to see him step out on his own. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest as hopefully uh, listeners just listened to his brother's interview prior to this one. And his brother's been on a bunch of different times and it's very cool to listen to him describe how his business has built. One piece of the business that's been consistent and he's talked fondly about and it, who's the key to his success is his brother, Kerry. Kerry Lip, welcome, Kerry. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Well, you know, as I mentioned, I just had Mitchell on, or Harvey Specter, as other people, he uses that name. Um, you don't have a secret name, by the way, do you? Uh, not really. There's no, I don't. I'm just oh, Carrie. Wait, there is a name. I used to dabble in some writing. And so I had a pen name for a while. It was a little goofy, but, uh, I, I abandoned that a couple years ago. Yeah, but you did more than dabble. We're going to get into that because you're a writer and I'm, I'm intrigued by that to hear that. Um, but anyway, so we had Mitchell on and Mitchell talked very, very fondly about the relationship that you guys have developed. Um, cause it's definitely closer than a brother relationship and that's very cool to hear. So I'm, I'm very excited about getting into that. So let's go first back, um, way back. All right. What, what were you going to do? What was, what was your thing when you were in high school? Were you going to be a writer? I mean, was that your thing? I mean, yeah, but I didn't really act on it for like 10 years. So, uh, you know, how bad did you really want it? Um, I don't know. I wanted to go to college. I went as a undecided major because I know all these people would say, I'm going to and then, you know, their junior year, they changed their mind and they've wasted a lot of time and credits. So I went in undecided and I just spent some time looking at some different stuff before I found something I liked. And what was uh, what was the undecided? What do they typically do? They they go and do they study business or do they study history or what, what, what I, would it have been? 
I primarily took uh, a lot of gen eds, so I went to, you know, your your standard classes, your histories, your Englishes, you know, a math or two, and finally kind of liked uh, the communication world. I liked journalism, and then uh, just about to graduate, I realized that I hated journalism. So yeah, that, journalism's you know, that's a the way it worked tough out. degree. I, I was in the newspaper business, so I hired and unfortunately laid off a lot of journalists over the years, so I'm, I'm very familiar with that business. Um, but those people love it. It's a passion. They don't do it for the money because they're never going to get rich in journalism, but, right. it's, but it's a passion, right? It's just a a nose. Um, would you, would, what kind of journalist would you have been? I mean, because there's a lot of sports journalists who just love sports and live and breathe it, or they're crime because they just, they're fascinated by it, um, or they like helping tell people's story. What kind were you interested in? Um, I, I did primarily news. I was the news editor for the paper at the college that I went to. Um, and so it was kind of covering on-campus events and stuff like that. If I got deeper into it, I'd want to focus probably something more like feature writing, uh, probably not sports. I don't know sports well enough to write about them. I just like to watch them. But well, some, some kind of feature stuff, you know, covering, you know, music or festivals or whatever, I think would be a lot more fun than, you know, what Congress talked about today. Yeah, but an editor is a different role than a journalist. And so that's a different – because now you gotta you got to get the best from others and you got to lead with others. Is – do you think would you would you say you're a good leader? I was thinking about that earlier today. I'm thinking, huh? I wonder, you know, because it, it's very complimentary yours and Mitchell's relationship, your partnership. It's almost like a marriage. The way I, I, you're definitely different. He's like, you met Carrie before, right? And I said, oh yeah, a couple times. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, we're different. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I got that vibe. <laughs> There's no doubt that you guys are different. Right. So would yeah. you would you say you're a good leader? Uh yeah. Um. You know, I, I might not uh, I don't know, exude leadership, but uh, I worked for uh, Goodwill for a long time before I came here and ended up, it was the job that got me through college and I kind of worked my way up. And before I left uh, Dayton and Goodwill, you know, I was running uh, a small operation of about 30 people. Um, I was, you know, second or third, you know, in charge. So I had to control those people and get the job done. By myself, you know, three nights a week or whatever, and then they had backup sometimes. But uh, yeah, so uh, I think I can do it. Um, I don't necessarily have a burning passion to do yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say, I do you like it? Is that? Is um, I I didn't hate it. Um, I didn't love it. Uh, you know, I can do it if I have to. I guess. Okay. All right. So when you look at the skills that you brought to the business, uh, one of the things your brother talked about when bringing you on. He said there are really three things that I think that my brother Kerry had when he came to the business and that really made him well-suited for it. Any guesses what you think they would be? Um, I would say something about a flexible schedule or being able to work weird hours um, because I worked third shift for a long time. I had to work a lot of holidays, um, so I, I would guess that that would be one of them. Um, I would guess that trust would be one. Uh, just based on what I've seen in the couple years I've been here and people, you know, who can you really trust and all of that, uh, I I'd probably couldn't guess at the third, but I would guess that those two were on there, but I don't I don't know for sure. But you were spot on. You guys are so much alike. I mean, he was, <laughs> he named it, you know, your trust uh, and then, you know, the ability to assimilate into that environment and adapt to that because it is an evolving environment, right? There's, it's feast or famine. Uh, yeah. L- lately more feast, but sometimes it is famine, and you have to be able to adapt to it, and that does take a special kind of person. Um, when Were you always that kind of person? I mean, are you kind of a laid-back, like, take-it-as-it-comes kind of guy? 
Yeah, I'm 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 pretty laid back. Uh, I'm go with the flow. You know, every now and then I'll I'll take a stand, but for the most part, you know, I can I can roll with anything. He described one uh, kind of uh, yelling match. He said, "I think it's really <laughs> our only yelling match to really speak of." Um, and he said it was kind of when you first started there. See if this rings a bell. And he talked about how you were late coming to the storage unit one day, and yep. he was freaking out. And then he said yep. he felt about two inches tall by the end of the conversation when he realized that you were stepping up to help his family and he felt like a heel. Uh, you remember that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that altercation very, very well, actually. Um, you know, it, it's funny. It was probably right in the heart of fourth quarter where you're exhausted, you're hungry, you know, you're tired. You, it's just a lot of pressure, you know, for everybody and you know, like any other day that probably wouldn't have happened, but that day it happened and, you know, we had it out, but I don't know, two, three blowouts tops in two and a half years and we get over it pretty quick. So, you know, it's, it works. He describes something in his relationships with the people that are in his inner circle this way. And it sounds like you have the same thing. He's like, we, I'm, like he says, when I'm on the phone with Dale or with Carrie or with some of the young guns, it's like, gotta go. And he hang up. And nobody gets offended by that. Having that right. ability to just say, hey, because they know, you know, you wouldn't blow them off unless you had something important to do, right? Because you, right. you have, that's a cool place to get to. Did you always have that relationship with him where you could just kind of end something and then just pick it up again without like hurting each other's feelings? Well, to be honest with you, Stephen, uh, you know, we always got along, but we didn't talk a whole lot before this started. You know, we talk, you know, once a week or, you know, a couple times a month and see each other on holidays. But, you know, I worked third shift. I lived you know, three and a half hours away. He had a family. He was doing this plus another job, you know. So, I mean, nothing. We never didn't like each other or anything like that. We just, you know, had our own lives. And, you know, now that I've been working directly with him for two and a half years, yeah, we've developed just this insanely good relationship, you know, business-wise, personal-wise, you know, friends, um, you know, I get to spend time with his family and his kids, and I get along with all of them, you know, it's just, it's been great. You know, it was like he, he mentioned that about you and your nephews. I mean, how important is that now, you know, now, like, you, do you look back and say, ooh, I miss some time, this is unbelievable to have this, you know, to have family like this so close there and feel part of something? Yeah, well, you know, I don't have kids of my own, and he's my only brother, and, you know, so to, to get to spend time with them is, is fantastic, and, you know, I got a relationship with, you know, each one of them in our own different ways, and they're they're fun. You can put them to work. Not the, the youngest. He's still a little young, but the other two, you know, you can put them to work, and they'll usually help you out and, and play some video games after that or, you know, throw the football or whatever. I was thinking about this, too. You know, other people are thinking, would they, could they work with their family? How do you know, how did you know that working with uh, Mitchell was the right move? Uh, because, you, you know, you were successful in what you were doing. You had opportunities there. Um, how did you know that, that it would be right? I didn't. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I know that he wasn't going to, you know, stab me in the back or take me from a job and, you know, move me to another city and leave me high and dry. But I didn't know it would, wor would work. And, you know, I started like August, September of 15. So we started back to school time straight into fourth quarter. And, you know, like 
I don't think he did it by design, but like, I didn't know what hit me. You know, it's like all of a sudden now I'm working, you know, 80, 90 hours a week and, you know, I can't get away and it's cold out and, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. And, um, you know, it sucked. I, I didn't really get it, you know, um, until, you know, you look back on the fourth quarter and it's always, you're impressed at what you did and, you know, how far you took it. But it, you know, I had certainly had my doubts getting through that. And then, uh, spring came and we kind of regrouped and really kind of started hitting our stride right about then. And so then it's when it really started working out. So, I was slow on the uptake. Um, it took me probably a good six months to, to figure it out and, you know, what this was all about. But then once I figured it out, you know, I no regrets, you know, none to look back on. You know, you came from a business that was sort of similar in its own way, right? Had a warehouse, had some, you know, some e-commerce or whatever, but had, you know, moving inventory and stuff like that. It's really night and day, though, isn't it? I mean, this is a fast, fast-paced moving business. I don't think many people outside of this industry can appreciate how fast-paced this is well absolutely like I, I would never be involved in this if he didn't do all the hard work you know all the groundwork um you know you know mm -hmm. building capital and learning the systems and all of that like that's I a big statement my, right there my friend that's a big yeah, statement well i i wouldn't have you know i wouldn't have just like read about amazon and started selling on there that's where me and him are you know a lot different um but given the opportunity you know i i, I I took it and, and ran with it. But he's clearly an entrepreneur. Are you? Uh, I would say no. Um, you know, like it, sometimes people ask me, you know, why I wouldn't just do this on my own with what I have. And I just I don't I don't want to, you know, like he gives me the, the freedom, flexibility, pays me well, you know, everything that, that I could want. I get to travel all over the country, source everywhere, visit friends, you know. I mean, I, I do a lot on. A split seconds notice too you know there's certainly a give and take but you know I, I don't think I'd be nearly as happy if I was you know stressed out and grinding this all out on my own yeah it's a that's a very interesting point so think I'm thinking about other people because this is one of their biggest fears if I train somebody Carrie they're going to take and copy my business and and I've seen people do it so that does oh, 100%. happen it yeah does happen. I have no doubt but there's also a lot to be said for not being in charge right there's I used to be that way in my own job. I never wanted to be in boss. I had to be forever. They'd make me do it. And then I always step back into the number two role. I'm good at number two. I'm not a great right. number one. That takes somebody right. different. And to me, it's very cool that you recognize that. So what would, what are the reasons? Because I think it's important for people to, because if they do have a number two, that they need to make sure that they're paying attention to things. What are the important things for you? You mentioned a few things. There's some freedom, right? He I mean, he, he has an implicit trust with you. I mean, that's obvious. Um, right. Um, but that's not only just because you're brothers. That's obviously earned over the last two and a half years. I don't want to downplay that. That's important. Right, right. right? I mean, you, you screw up. At some point, he's going to be sitting there, you know, uh, hello. You know, at some point, you got to make it right. So what are the other things that are really important to you that he allows you that you think others might also really appreciate and then maybe whoever the number one is should be mindful to pay attention to these things do you get what i'm asking yeah yeah uh the answer is probably not going to apply to anybody else but in a way he kind of rescued me you know i worked at this job for a long time um i made good money i got benefits i had vacation um but it was third shift i'd worked there forever there was really nowhere else for me to go um you know i i didn't know you know, I wasn't super proactive at looking for a way out. And, you know, then he 
kind of started working on me. I had no idea how big, you know, his business was or could be, you know, and so that's that's a, a big one that, you know, I'll always be loyal to him for that. Uh, he'd have to do something real bad to, to get me to, to take that one back. Um, but in addition to that, you know, he, he pays me well, uh, very flexible with hours and work. And... Well, let, let, let's stop there a second. So uh, okay. flexible hours with work and that. What does that mean to you? Um, so, you know, like I source a lot and I travel a lot and the best time to source is usually on the weekends because there's, that's when the sales are going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, if I just want to not do anything on a Tuesday, he's usually cool with it. Uh, okay. if there's something that has to get done or product that has to get shipped out or whatever, then, you know, we do it. But, um, you know, as, as long as I'm active in either shipping stuff out or sourcing stuff, uh, he pretty much leaves me alone. I mean, sometimes stuff has to get done and it has to get done the right way and quickly. But, you know, that's, that's the exception, not the rule. Right. So you can add in uh, a carry day if you need to, or, hey, I'm going to go fishing or go to a ball game or whatever. You right. can add those in and that's important to you. Right. Or I hit the road and I can explore the city I'm in or, you know, like I like to read books and I like video games. So when I'm on the road, I'll take a game console with me and a Kindle and I just want to take a day and chill in the hotel. Um, you know, I'll do that because I, you know, there's minimal distractions. And you know what happens on those days often is by about six o'clock at night, I'm ready to go out and see, you know, what I can find at the store for a couple hours. Well, let me ask you a couple uh, personal questions. And and if if this is secret sauce, don't give it away. But let me just ask: Does is he allow you to kind of stay where you want to stay? And then are your meals covered and do you get to kind of pick and choose? I understand that you can't eat fancy all the time because it gets old. And right. I, I don't get the vibe that you're into that fancy by yourself stuff anyway, right? It's not usually. Not really, fun. no. Yeah. Um, so so is there are there boundaries or are they just implied boundaries and out of respect? It's, it's pretty well implied. I mean, um, so... Let me think of a good example. Like, if I don't work a day on the road, like, I'll pay for my own food, if ah, that makes sense. See, that's um, a respect issue. But they see, that's, right. a, that's a two-way respect issue right there. I don't want to lose that. That's a two-way respect issue. You feel like you would be taking advantage of him, even though he probably wouldn't say anything. But deep down, maybe he would feel like you were taking it. So it's quid pro quo. You give and take, as you described right. it earlier. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, sometimes I'll, I don't shop for myself too often, but every now and then I'll see something. And a lot of times it's just easier to throw it on the same transaction. And then I'll say, hey, I owe you 20 bucks for this pair of pants. Or, you know, I start my own transaction and just and, and buy it separately. And he usually is like, whatever, like, I don't care. Like, buy yourself some pants. Like, you know, big deal. Like, you know, or you're on the road. If you need socks because you're out, like, buy some socks. Like, but, you know, he's, but he's you pretty say cool. that to him, though. See, I mean, again, there's that there's why that implicit trust is there, because you just don't take it for granted you just say hey because it's almost like you saying hey i appreciate this even though you yeah. know he's going to say take it it's still hey i appreciate i acknowledge this and that's important oh dude love it love it yeah I can, well i, I can see i'll give that. you a, a, a quick funny story is i sent him a screenshot of a credit card statement for something he was going to pay it or do something with it and there was a charge on there to half price books for like 20 bucks you know and he pops me a message like oh i guess i'm buying your books now and then i sent him what i bought and the price i paid for it what it was going for in the rank and you know i was like i didn't you know you buy my books with my salary you know but like this was a legit item and then he was like oh wow nice find you know it's funny so he's back to that two inch tall thing again isn't right he? exactly yeah. yeah i try and make him feel that way as much as possible well you know it it but it does he's throwing it out to test you to try to keep 
things under check. And, you know, it's cool that you're in that place. That's the playful part of the relationship, though, right? Well, yeah. As he said that, I mean, he was probably laughing to himself, you know, like, oh, I'm making him sweat or, you know, like he he wouldn't have cared anyways if I did. You know, it's it's funny to fire right back like, no, this was this was for us, man. (laughs) That's funny. Well, he did describe that, you know, you have full range of the uh, purse strings, too. So you kind of do you feel like you set your own boundaries there? Because I'm assuming there's sometimes even you must say, like, man, I'm spending a lot of money. I'm I'm uncomfortable spending this much. Do you check with him or do you feel are you now at that place where you can just do it? I'm pretty comfortable now to just do it. Uh, I, I learned when I first started sourcing, I would call him all the time. I'd send him texts, you know, this ASIN and blah, blah, blah. I finally got the vibe that he would rather me just make the decision, good or bad, usually side on the uh, fall on the side of spending the money uh, than to call him and ask him to look something up every 10 minutes. So I just kind of started doing that, you know, see what hits and what doesn't, and you know, adjust as you keep shopping. Um, well, can we talk about your, your schedule? Because it, it does sound like you're on the road a lot. Yes. I mean, so can you kind of walk me through a regular week, what it would look like? Uh, no, I could not. Because <laughs> um, uh, there is I, no you, such thing? Is that why? No. Like, I spent, um, you know, we took a couple weeks off after fourth quarter, and then, you know, Martin Luther King weekend was the first, you know, holiday shopping weekend. So I went on the road for that. Um was gone for, I don't know, like two weeks, ended up in Dayton to visit some friends on the way home. I was cruising through a mall in Ohio. I uh, was just going to stop in and buy something on my way home and find out that an Adidas store is closing and going out of business. And the following day, everything in the store is going to be 50% off. So I call him like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stay here for, you know, see what happens tomorrow, see if they'll sell to me. And I ended up spending the whole week there because they let me buy the store. So wait, so you spent a week there. What, what are you driving first off? Uh, I've got a Mercedes Sprinter. Well, we do. The okay. business does. So it's got, so you got a, you got a lot of space and your goal was to fill that van. Now, are you bringing this stuff back to your place or are you dropping it for Dale somewhere? Uh, 90% of the time it's going to Dale. Okay. So he, is he meeting you or are you, you know, coordinating that somehow? I, I try and plan it into my trips, but if you ask Dale, he, you know, the joke is like add six hours to four days to whatever time I tell him that, you know, I'm going to be swinging by cause okay. you know, it's just too many variables, but yeah. Uh, so like that trip, yeah, I ended up filling up the van twice. Um, and you, so you fill the van once, drive it and drop it at Dale's, go back, fill the van again. And do the yep. same thing? No. And then on the way home, I stop back there one more time. Yeah. Uh, even clothes will we'll fill up a van if you buy enough. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. And, and did you – would you say you or Mitchell are better at building relationships with stores? That's a good one. Both? I think – like I'm more laid back, but I get impatient at stores sometimes. I think even more so than he does. Um but like he's got all the relationships down here, so I'll go into the store because I don't shop in you know Louisville all that often. So, uh, and and he knows them. I'm like, oh, and they don't know we're brothers sometimes too, which is funny. Um, hmm. But you know, I've I've got my own contacts that I've made, and I've got good sources at stores uh, that generally aren't super reseller friendly that will you know work with me. So you know, I've done a few on my own. I'm definitely. I wouldn't say made enemies, but I probably didn't come across great, you know, every single time. 
but you've gotten them. Uh, let me ask you that question. That's a good question. Um, when you do have the relationship, how often are you talking to that store manager? Um, is it monthly? Is it every couple weeks? Um, it's honestly not even that often. Uh, I try not to abuse it, so I just – you know, it, it's at a place that I hit a couple times a year. Um, I'm usually there for multiple days. So I go in. I don't have, like, you know, her number or anything. But, you know, she knows my face. She always comes out and says hi to me, and, and we get to work. And so now you're buying, you're filling the van, dropping it off, and you literally will stay at a hotel in that town and just buy and buy and buy. Yeah. What time do you start in the day uh, when that in that scenario? What time do you start as soon as they open the store? Uh it usually the mall. I mean, the mall. Like, I got a, a weird sleeping pattern, I guess, because like most people are like, I gotta be up at seven. Like, I don't usually start my day until about nine thirty because if I'm on the road, the stores don't open until ten um, in most cities if you're hitting outlets or whatever. And uh, so, you know, I'll stay up until you know two or three in the morning. You know, sleep till eight thirty or nine. Breakfast in the hotel and and go hit it. And what time depending, do you finish? Uh, it depends. Um, you know, like it, it, he has a number that he wants me to hit every day, but it's not like, Oh, I hit that by noon. Like, okay. You know, I'm taking the rest of the day off. You know, it's not like that most of the time. Dollar spent, spent or retail value? Uh, dollar spent. Okay. So dollar spent. So then I, this is another question because one of the things that I remember, this was a couple interviews ago from him that one of the things he thought you were going to be great at is running the warehouse, doing the operations side of it, right? Doing mm -hmm. that because that was your forte, right? That's what your background was. And I remember him saying right. how surprised he was, how good you are at the other side of it. And so I ask you this, how does it feel now that majority of the prep, majority of it goes to Dale or out to a third party uh, prep company? How, how does that feel for you, somebody who's good at, probably as good as Dale, or was as good as Dale, um, how does that feel for you? I love it. I mean, if, if anything else, it frees up, you know, options and flexibility. Um, and so, you know, like, uh, I'm home now. I've been on the road for, I, I would say, more often than not this year. I've spent, you know, either at a friend's house, a hotel, a different city, whatever. And I'm going to be home for a couple weeks because uh, there's a lot of stuff that needs taken care of at home. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. As much as I love being out in the stores and stuff, like I just I like the variety. Um, hmm. So that, it's interesting that you've come from that other side and now you're on this side and you get a would you say you enjoy this more than the other side? Enjoy the sourcing more? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely enjoy the okay. sourcing more. Um, okay. But I don't like I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to prep. I don't want to list. You know, like I don't have a big problem with it. Um, but. Yeah, you know, it's way more fun to go spend, you know, five thousand dollars or whatever in an afternoon. Like that's certainly more fun, but you know, I, I like the variety. Well, it's got to be very rewarding because you you immediately get some feedback from your brother. Hey, you know, hit the number or you know, hey, did you hit the number today? Yes, of course, or whatever. Right, he right, right. He probably doesn't even ask you anymore, right? He's probably just used to you hitting it. Um, right. And so, so when you, that's got to be very rewarding. And then the fact that you're dropping off a deal at his place and they're probably rolling their eyes like, Oh, here they are again. And it's funny. Yeah. It's, but they're probably it's excited. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, as it's more work for them, they understand that you're their bread and butter. I mean, so it's kind of cool on that side too. It's very rewarding both ways. It feels like to me, it would be well, real. The people that he's got working there have always been, you know, fantastic. And, um, 
you know, they'll, they'll help me unload. Like I'll call him and, you know, like, cause I want to unload when someone's there. Cause even a sprinter, if it's loaded good, it can take you an hour or more to unload by yourself. But you know, if you get some help, you can get that done in a half hour or whatever. And it just, it saves you time. And you know, there's been plenty of times where he's had no one there. He's like, I'll just come over and help you out. I'm like, come on, man, you're home with your family. You're, you know, burning the candle at, you know, 10 different ends. Like I can handle this. And you know, it's hard to talk him out of it, but, um, he's just a good dude who's hired very, very good help and runs a, a great service that, you know, I, I don't think that we would be grown to where we're at now um, or the quality of life that I have now, which I know sounds ridiculous, but without being able to rely on him for a lot of that stuff. I don't think it does. I think because you're a young single guy you get and you get to play video games and read two of the things you love to do and travel. That's right. And you get to spend other people's money. And dude, I. I'm not here, and you get to eat out all the time. I mean, I'm not hearing anything bad in this scenario. No, it's I. I live a pretty. It's a very strange life, but it's very rewarding and and fun. And you know, if uh, like just example, like last year, uh, we had a little family vacation in Orlando. Uh, I like WWE. It happened to be the same time as WrestleMania, which was in Orlando. So I go down for that visit with the family. You know, we'd never been to Orlando, you know, since we started this. See the shopping. He's like, just stay as long as you want. You know, so I stayed another week or two after everybody left and, you know, got to enjoy it down there. And then I went back in September, spent the whole month of September in Orlando last year. Were you working at all when you were down there for the month? Uh, yeah. No, I was working the whole time. I oh. had uh, uh, some family come in for a, another timeshare that I spent about five days with. And even then they're like, you know, they don't do this for a living. So like, oh, take a shop and, you know, we'll help you out. We'll carry bags. We'll I'm like, all right, cool. And so Let's then you it. prepped at the house. So you prepped yourself there at the house and that you didn't ship it home to Dale in that scenario. Uh, I shipped a lot of it to Dale. Yes. No kidding. Yeah. How's that happen? Uh, we've got a couple tricks up our sleeve. All right. That's secret sauce. Keep your secret sauce. Wife. That's yeah. all right. But that's that's a pro tip right there. So there is yeah. a way to do that. What you just described and still effectively ship it to somebody else without you personally driving it. Right. Uh, that's a, that's going to be one that you should keep close to the best because that's a pro tip right there. Um, yeah. I, uh, that's yeah. Um, cause it's one of the challenges. I mean, it is geography geography wise, you know, uh, so somebody could say, Oh yeah, you could prep out of the house, but then that, that diminishes your ability to source. Right. Because right. Well, and I could do that too, especially if I got family there, you know, like, Hey, whatever, I'll buy your dinner tonight, you know, help me with this for a couple hours. You know, I, it, it could work either way. Um, it could, but it's not the, it's not as fun. I mean, we just no, agree that sourcing not. is the thing you love to do. And, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> very, that's a, Ooh, he's never told me that he's hiding. He's holding out on oh, me on that. Oh, one. great. He's probably going to get a phone call as soon as this goes live, but no, I don't think I gave you too much. No, you <laughs> didn't tell a secret. Um, but again, that's a smart move. Um, very, very smart. So, you know, thinking about you and your writing. So, as a writer, how do you get back into it after 10 years? I mean, is it just like, I'm going to start writing again, and did you just do it yourself and not tell anybody, or how does that go about? Uh, I mean, I've always been a big reader. Um, I finally got sick of reading. I, I felt like I read like the same book over and over and over again, um, and so, so I just kind of challenged myself to I, I switched from novels to reading short stories exclusively because that's what I wanted to write, and uh, uh, I said I wouldn't read a novel again until I published a short story. And so I, I started, I went at it pretty hard for a while. Um, 
and I had a little bit of success. And then uh, uh, I, I changed jobs, picked up everything and moved in that the whole creative bug has kind of left me. Okay. If that makes sense. Like it's yeah. not a, a, a priority or a passion like it once was. I'm dabbling in a few things now uh, for the first time in a while, but um, it wasn't like, you know, it used to feel like something I had to do. Um, now I, I don't feel like that anymore. You know, we talked earlier about your strengths, right? What what Mitchell thought were your strengths, the reason that, you know, he wanted you brought on the business. Would you agree? Would you say they are your best strengths or do you think you have some other ones? Um, I think that the, the adaptability and the trust are huge. Um, and those were probably the biggest ones. And then, um, you know, something else that I did that he couldn't have done without me was I brought on a, a friend of mine. He's a college friend that's been referred to to a couple of times Mike? Um, we call him Ye yes we call him Yeezy Mike sometimes because he's into flipping Yeezys in his spare time and he does okay at that but uh you know I you know I, I left Dayton and he thought that I was insane you know and didn't think this was ever going to work and then I started you know I, I trust him you know as much as I trust my brother and so you know I started showing him what we were buying what we were selling it for and you know he's just blown away um and then slowly he started getting a taste and, and liking it. And then, you know, he's become very, very, very uh, valuable and interested and, and fun to work with over the last, I don't know, two years, maybe year and a half, something like that. So you get to work with your family, who's now your best friend, and you work with your best friend additionally. I mean, again, I like your life. I do like your life. <laughs> Absolutely. And I always got something like... You know, I got someone to, to talk about my brother's crazy quirks with, you know, <laughs> someone who gets it. You know, you try and explain that to someone who doesn't know, you know, anything about how all this works and you got nothing. But, yeah, we can we can uh, air grievances if need be. Um, how about what it's I know it's cliche to ask about weaknesses, but what are the things that you hope to improve on? How about that? Not really weaknesses. But things that you just like, hey, I'd love to get this, or or I'd love to be more like Mitchell this way, because he's got this analytical thing going. He's got this. He's got that. Anything there that you'd say that you could improve and you hope to improve on? Well, you know, like I said, like, I'm pretty happy with my life, but I don't have much of a personal life. You know, I moved to a new city in my early 30s, and it's not easy to make friends um, when you do something like that. You're not going to classes or, you know, whatever. And then you throw in working from home or tra traveling all the time, and, and it's hard to to do some of that. Um, so ultimately, I'd like to develop more of a, a personal life and to see, you know, who you could bring in that might be interested in helping and, you know, maybe open up some new new avenues, something like that. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a weakness, but that's something that I would like to do in the near future. You're looking um, for a lady. You know, I get it, it. I get it, dude. Uh, I understand. Maybe. Um, I understand. Maybe not. You know, just someone to go out and get beers with would be a good start. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, a lady, you know, it sounds good on paper, <laughs> how it works out in reality. Um, but, um, so, and, and then the, you know, weakness wise, like, and this is where we complement each other very well. Like, you know, he's like, like, uh, you know, he knows probability. He knows equations that I couldn't even begin to, to understand. And so like that, that's not me. I'm more of, you know, what I see and what I've learned. And so I, I think we complement each other pretty well in that And that's regard. a win though, um, isn't it? That's not a failure. That's a win acknowledging i always say acknowledging who you are knowing that 
makes you a winner because you don't have to deal with that nonsense that would would add angst to your life. You get to pick the best yeah. parts. To me, that's an awesome thing. You know, one of the hardest parts. No, that's parts, a good point. One of the hardest parts of this is I'm thinking about people who are looking about bringing somebody on. They don't all have a brother or somebody who they love that they can trust mm -hmm. like that. What's your advice, though, for people who are thinking about finding that really strong number two? Because they want to bring somebody on, but there's a trust issue. They also don't want to train somebody to steal their business. They want to train somebody who's looking for that, you know, that life, that, that, what is it? I mean, there's a couple things that I've heard in here. Hey, look for somebody who's been at a job for a long period of time, understands that there's a limit where they want to go, wants some flexibility in their schedules, not afraid of hard work, not afraid to work the weekends and nights because that's what a lot of it is. I've heard some of those things. What other things, though? Because I, I just I think there's a whole bunch of people would love to be where you guys are, would love it. Right. Well, you know, like you said, nobody has – or not everybody has a brother that they can even trust. Um, yeah, I don't have a great answer for you. I feel like um, you'd have to get someone that you had a personal relationship with, you know, be it a cashier at a store or manager. The, I feel like the biggest scary oh, part good. would be talking them out of a job, you know, before you've had a trial because, you know, if they're guaranteed, you know, they're $12 an hour or whatever – and it doesn't work out with you and they quit a job with you or more than that, you know, 15, 18, whatever it is, then, you know, it not only did it not work out, but you've cost them the job that they've had a while. Yeah. It just gets tricky. I, I guess I would probably try and start someone part-time for those nights and weekends as a trial run to see how it worked out. But I, I've heard cashiers can make pretty good employees. Um, that that's, if, if I had today and pick someone to replace me or to supplement me, I would, or compliment. I don't know the difference, whatever. Uh, that's probably where I would start. Oh, I like it. That's good. When, when you think sense. about, no, I think it makes perfect sense. I think because a, that first off, they're used to a lot of transactions. They're not intimidated by it. They see a lot of money. Money probably doesn't have the same meaning to them anymore. Right. They see people buy some weird stuff and they're like, okay, whatever. Um, and what's also cool is they might know some trends. Um, those are all positive. Oh, absolutely. They're used to handling money, so there's probably a trust. A company wouldn't have them handling money unless there was some level of trust. Uh, so, you know, all those things. And right. they're standing on their feet, and they're probably working lousy hours. I mean, all the stuff that you're talking about <laughs> that makes well, your job so glamorous. Than, right. Well, and might see more bulk buyers than you. You know, they might be envious. They might want to taste. You know, they might know that this is for real. You know, and even explain this to people. Like, I. I don't anymore. I gave it up. Like, I feel like people know too much. You know, I don't even tell people I do Amazon anymore. It's online retail, you know, or e-commerce. You know, I just think the less that people know, the better yeah, at this I'm point. I don't even tell them either. So, so as we round down, what are what are some of the habits that you feel like attribute to your success that you just do? I mean, and and maybe nobody's taught you. These are carry habits. These are things that just how you operate that maybe some others could benefit from. So I'm thinking, um, of, for example, like I'm thinking, yeah, all right, you sleep until 10 or 9.30 because you understand that you're going to probably work late and you're not going to get in the stores anyway, so you might as well make the best use of your time. So that's kind of a, it's actually a pretty good habit, you know, staying up late and uh, working or whatever and then sleeping in. So you're well, well rested. You're ready to take on the day. You've had a good breakfast. Those are all pretty good habits that you've got. What other things that you think that would be right. like that? 
Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a habit, but just, you know, being easy to work with, I think is just ridiculously important. There's so much to nitpick about and, you know, be whiny or bitchy about, but when you look at the grand, you know, scheme of things and, you know, yeah, you're going to have a bad day or yes, I was gone for a, a weekend and Mitchell destroyed, you know, something by dumping all this stuff right in the middle of the road. Like that sucks, but you know, it, it's whatever you, you clean it up and you move on. Um, and I guess maybe that's adaptability and flexibility. Um, but you know, just, just taking it and, and realizing what you've got and appreciating it that, you know, I'm not cleaning, uh, you know, what, like I used to do janitorial work, you know, for you know 12 bucks an hour or whatever. Like I'm not doing that anymore. So I, I'm willing to tolerate uh, a, a lot of stuff that I think would turn a lot of people off um, so that's because a that's not how they issue. get their, their job. So that's perspective. Looking back yes. and saying it could be a lot worse um, for a lot of reasons. Um, how about this? I'm thinking about this. He's, right. your, he's your older brother. Um, how is that relationship now, um, especially because you guys work so closely together for so much, how is that? I mean, is he, has he taken on more of a, uh, a fatherly advice kind of person? Because you're into his life and he's into your life. I mean, you guys are knee-deep in each other. Right. How has that evolved? Um, well, you know, I, I lived with him when I first moved down here um, for a while, and I, that's when I really got to know uh, – his wife and the kids and everything. And then we kind of, you know, we still live close to each other, but we don't live in the same place anymore. Um, so, you know, it, it was great getting to know them now. And, you know, now they're, and if there's a, a, a big football game on a big fight on something like that, you know, I know I can, there. Uh, the kids have games that I go and watch. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, like I said, I don't love in city. Um, even though it's I've been here for two and a half years now, but you know I know that I can always you know see what he's doing, see what he's up to, um, and, and we can hang out. I mean, play games online on PlayStation. We've been playing Fortnite a little bit. You know, sometimes just take a break in the middle of the day and uh, and fire up, and it's, it's just it's fun. I don't when know. When you look at your friends, like, no, I, just, it does. I have a lot of fun in the business with him, and then outside of the business, you know, um, I don't get sick of him very often uh it's probably why the travel is good uh i don't know what he would say about me probably the same i hope yeah. no i think he did and what's what's cool to me is that it's it's just so much deeper because not only is it that close working together there's still that family love um and i mean to be honest with you i mean or be honest would you would you have that if you were still in dayton the answer is no right i mean i mean yeah if there'd be a no of course he's your I, I brother yeah but it's different. I don't know where I'd be. You know, I, probably the same job. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's hard telling. Um, but, yeah, the, I don't think the relationship would have changed a whole lot. So, you know, certainly grateful for that as well. And, you know, like between surviving, you know, fourth quarter together and, and being born of the same blood are probably about the two strongest bonds uh, human yeah. beings can have, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very fair. All right, so, so the goal of this podcast is to help people who get stuck. And specifically in this scenario, I'm thinking of people who are stuck because they're doing it by themselves. They don't have the help. You guys are in a very unique position. A, you're related. B, you complement each other. I think that's, that's even more powerful, the fact that you're not the same, both A-type personalities, jam, ram, 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 it's the way you guys are, you complement each other so well. 
What do you think, somebody who's thinking about this, what's your advice uh, that you would give them um, to help them move past that point? Because they can only do so much by themselves, right? Right. Um, you know, I, I would take a good, good look at a predator. Um, I think that's probably the biggest bottleneck people have is that, you know, you got to peel stickers and bag stuff up and whatever. And in that time, you have the capital to, to do it. Otherwise, you know, I guess it's probably worth it for you to continue prepping your own stuff. But to, you know, like outsourcing it to someone like a Dale, um, you know, so you just drop off that load. You don't ever see it again. You're done with it. And then you're back outsourcing. And whether you're full-time Amazon or you're doing it part-time, you know, that sourcing time is very, very valuable. Um, and you could find a prep center that might not be close to your house that will take deliveries. And you could shop on the way there. Um, fun way to make a weekend. Um, that that would be my advice. Uh, okay. if, if someone was stuck, didn't know how to hire, um, That that's what I would do. But um, I like it. I don't hey, know. No, I, I, again, I love the story. I love the story of the two of you um, because seeing you two together at a party, it is different. You are absolutely different. You know, I remember Mitchell saying, you remember he's different. I'm like, I get it. I get it. He, he, he's wearing a scarf. You're <laughs> yeah, not. We're, it, it's, we're, right. I'm baseball cap and a scruffy beard. Yeah, it's, it's weird because we're very, very, very alike and we're very, very, very different. And Sometimes I don't even know where we're going to align and where we're going to clash, if that makes sense. Like, that's cool. you know what I mean? Like, sometimes he's like, you got to watch this. This is hilarious. And I watch it. I'm like, that's not funny. You know, and then other times it's like, yes, that's the funniest thing ever. You know, it's, you know, it's, you don't quite know for sure, even living it. But let me tell you, this is a guy who's been married 32 years. That's what makes a good marriage when, when it is that uncertainty. And so therefore that also makes a good partnership that you guys have. So, um, I think it's very cool. Um, Okay, if I put your Facebook contact out here, if somebody has a follow-up question. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yep. Dude, I'm 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 really impressed. What's cooler to me is the love he has mentioned for you, and I can hear the respect and admiration you have for him, and I just think that's just so cool. Very cool place to be in your life. Um, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me on, Stephen. Uh, it's been a good time, and uh, I really enjoyed talking to you. And yeah, I'm just enjoying where I'm at, and riding it till the wheels fall off so we're gonna keep going take care and another great interview what a what a great guy and he really is a great guy and it's just laid back um not that that mitchell's real intense it's just it's they are opposite in some ways and they are alike in some ways and it's just so neat both real strong work ethics that's similar they're not going to get rid of that uh very smart both of them um but definitely Kerry takes more of a back seat and he's comfortable with that Knowing who you are and being comfortable with that, that's the secret. That's the secret to success. The guy who works as a janitor and loves it and does it and because he enjoys it, who whistles while he's doing things, he's figured it out. That's his thing. That's his lane. Well, guess what? Kerry's figured his lane out, and he's enjoying it. He's living the life that he wants to live at a pretty cool age. Um, a little envious, I must admit, here in some of what he gets to do. It's a pretty cool place to get to. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at EcommerceMomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.